Today, I'll be talking about the shocking reality of a career in sales, my decade-long journey in the profession and what I've learned from it, and what you should consider if you're looking to break into sales. Welcome back to another episode of Winning Streaks. Super excited for this one for a lot of reasons. The first being that with the turn of a new year, I had to really sit down and ask myself, you know, what I wanted this podcast to be. I've always loved learning from a broad variety of people across various, you know, industries, backgrounds, etc. I've interviewed people in the fields of health, personal finance, athletes, entrepreneurs, coaches, influencers, all spread out across different industries. But the, really, when I got down to it and when I thought about it more, you know, I partly started this podcast for selfish reasons, really just to have an excuse to talk to people that I otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to talk to. But when I sort of cut that down even more, I realized that the main reason I started this podcast was so that I could learn how to get a winning edge in my sales career so that I could show up day in and day out, perform at my best consistently and continue to be a top performer. And really my favorite conversations on the show have been those that follow that theme with people who've had a background in sales and or entrepreneurship and all the feedback that I've gotten on the show or most of the feedback that I've gotten on the show you know, has really been positive around those specific topics. So wanted to continue exploring that. And, and while I will be interviewing people from all sorts of backgrounds from time to time, my primary focus going forward is going to be to create the content specifically geared towards ambitious salespeople and entrepreneurs. It's not the tactics that I like chatting about as much. You know, there are other podcasts like 30 Minutes to President's Club, which by the way, phenomenal, phenomenal, you know, tactical sales podcasts out there. You know, that's not really the type, the thing that I like to talk about. I like exploring the other side of sales, all the things that happen behind the scenes, you know, the work ethic, the, the habits and routines, the mindset that helps the top 1% perform at that level, the secrets that help them be at the top of their game. Going forward, again, this podcast is going to be for ambitious salespeople and entrepreneurs. So that's why I decided to do this episode. It'll help you get a better understanding of what this show will be like going forward. And, you know, maybe it'll help you make an exciting career transition. Sales has been a gratifying profession for me in a lot of ways, but it's certainly not all sunshine and rainbows. I've been in the profession since I was 11 years old. I used to do door-to-door sales, you know, snow shoveling. I remember I just, I was a kid. I wanted a way to make money. We were struggling at that time and I just wanted to help out around the house as much as I could. So I asked my parents if I could go and knock on doors and they actually said, no, they didn't want me sort of out of their sight. I was only allowed to shovel our driveway, but one day I just said, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. So I went, knocked on doors. I don't think I actually got, you know, something until I hit my like fifth door and I was very close to giving up, but hit my fifth door it was really the first time I made money sort of on my own. It was a $20 bill, a crisp $20 bill and bringing that back home. I actually did a couple more, more doors before I went back home. I think I ended up bringing home $60 that first day, but I remember going home with that $60 in hand, showing it to my mom, sort of getting the nod of approval, you know, them being like, wow, he actually did it. And, you know, he's got money in hand and lots of it too. 
So, you know, for, for, for that time and for my age and, and for what I was doing. So I, I caught the bug right then and there. So started with, it was with a snow shoveling business at 11 years old, did that till I was about 13, 14, did a year in retail sales at Nordstrom, did four years in banking sales at TD, you know, selling financial services products, and now almost four years in SaaS sales, currently an account executive at Salesforce. So for anyone who doesn't know, SaaS is software as a service. So been been um, you know an account executive at Salesforce for about a year and a half now. I worked in a number of sales roles at Salesforce over the past you know four years, mainly working with small businesses over the past year. But now more comp- more and more companies in the growth stage of their development. So that's you know that's sort of a little bit of background on, on my sales career. But what I'm going to do today is cover three cons and three pros that are going to give you sort of a, a really vivid reality of what a career in sales looks like what it could look like for you if you step into the profession so let's get started let's let's just start with the cons the bad news con number one the number one thing that salespeople complain about is the pressure salespeople have quotas that's the reality our job is to hit or exceed quota as a result there's always an underlying pressure to achieve that quota no matter how much one might try not to feel that pressure furthermore you might have you know a really great month where you blow your number out of the water you're great, you're happy, and you're probably going to get a fat commission check as a result. But guess what? Next month, you start all over again at zero. The pressure comes right back. Now, sometimes that's really tough. It can feel like you can't catch a break. And this is why sales isn't for everyone. You know, the the pressure of sort of starting at zero every month or, or at every quarter and always having this quota over your head can feel like a lot and can feel overwhelming for a lot of people. Now, for each of these cons, there's going to be somewhat of a silver lining. Now here, the silver lining is that if you invest in learning the skill, if you consistently seek out feedback and you're persistent with your habit, you have a lot better chance of hitting your quota. For me, it's given me the confidence to deal with the pressure over time. Um, You know, investing in those skills and continuing to learn, continuing to sharpen my axe, so to speak. I think Abraham Lincoln said something like, if I had seven hours to, to chop down a tree, I'd spend six hours sharpening my axe. And in a, in a career like sales, you really got to, you know, um, sharpen your axe at all times because the game changes every day. Video prospecting is something that wasn't even talked about really five to six years ago. And now it's almost starting to hit mainstream and more and more people are using it in their, in their day-to-day sales, you know, outreach. So Something to think about, you know, it can be a lot of pressure, but if you're willing to put in the work, um, it'll build up that confidence in yourself to, to deal with that pressure. But at the end of the day, sales is a numbers game, no matter how nice you are, no matter how, you know, sweet you might be to your customers, no matter how much they might like you, it is a numbers game and you need to be able to perform to sort of, you know, keep a job and, and stay somewhere long-term. So that's con number one. Con number two is unpredictable income. When you work in sales, your compensation is usually split between salary and commission. For some salespeople, it's purely commission, which is wild to think about. This means that your income can be very inconsistent month over month due to your performance. Uh, As a result, it can be very difficult to make certain financial decisions. Since you don't know what what could be coming in, uh, managing your money can prove to be a little tricky at times. The silver lining is that it almost forces you to manage your money better. For me, 
I've focused on living off of my base salary and then investing my commissions whenever I can. Now, granted, it doesn't always happen. There are certain months where I might decide to splurge or, you know, go extra on a dinner or whatever it might be. But I would say for the most part, you know, I try to, to almost look at my commissions as gravy on top. You know, it's just additional, an additional bonus that should go directly towards, you know, my investments or, or myself, personal development. So that's, that's something to think about. And it's, it's been a great model for me because it, it actually forces me to perform better because I know that in order to be able to invest more, in order to be able to invest more in myself, in order to, to grow my money, you know, I have big aspirational, you know, real estate goals as an example, I need to perform at work because if I don't perform at work, I won't get the commissions necessary to be able to do that sort of thing. And it sort of lights a fire under me to, uh, to do well on a day-to-day basis. But if you need income security and predictable money coming in through the door, sales may not be right for you. The last and final con I'll talk about is the work. Look, like I've said a few times already, this isn't going to be for everybody and sales isn't supposed to be for everybody. It can be a grind. You need to be able to consistently show up with energy enthusiasm and persistence. When I first, you know, started in sales at my current company at Salesforce, you know, there were days where I was making 60, 80, 100 calls, you know, and that's, that's a grind. You're, you're calling all day, you're emailing all day, you're, you're talking to customers all day. It can certainly add up over time. And there was a point where I got burnt out and I had to really start taking care of my body, start taking care of my mind, start taking care of my energy, start taking care of my time to make sure that I wasn't going to burn out on on a regular basis. You know, this is why I've started a mindfulness practice. This is why, you know, I try to go to the gym as much as I can. I go for walks regularly is so that I can better guard my energy, better take care of myself. Because when I take care of my, you know, mental health and physical health, I perform better at work. You got to be ready for the grind that is sales. It's not as dramatic as movies like Wolf of Wall Street or Boiler Room uh, make it out to be. In fact, in today's day and age, it's usually nothing like that if you're working at the right place. But it can be a lot of calls, can be a lot of ton of meetings, you know, back-to-back days, ton of emails, and sometimes even late nights or early mornings. If CEO isn't available until 8 p.m. at or 9 p.m. at night, sometimes that may be the compromise you need to make. Or let's say you have a really critical presentation with executives or C-suites, you know, CEO, CFO, CRO tomorrow, maybe you're working till 11 o'clock at night, building a deck. It's happened to me. You know, I've, I've spent late nights just putting together the perfect, you know, presentation deck that would, that would, you know, hit the point home. So some, something to, again, think about, you need to consistently prospect for new customers, progress existing pipeline and opportunities and close what you can. That's the, that's the game of sales. That's what sales is. For me, the silver lining is that seeing a deal close after putting in all the effort and the hard work, it can feel really great. Uh, It shows that your hard work paid off. And I like that sales forces me to get uncomfortable every single day because usually the best things in life come on the other side of uncomfortable. All right, now to the good news, the great news even. Sales is a lot of pros, but I'll just talk about three today. The main attraction that brought me to sales was that the amount of work you put in 
is usually directly correlated with the results that you get and the money you make. I love the idea that I could, in a sense, you know, be in charge of my income. You usually see a very direct relationship within the with the quality of work you put in and the amount of money you make. Now, people argue about whether smart work or hard work is better. In the sales world, that basically means make more calls and send more emails or make few quality calls and write precise emails. I say, why not both? You know, hard work is hard work. Everyone knows what it is. And if I decide I want to work to work harder, I can make more money. Uh, on the other hand, with a salary job, I can't really control how much I make. I've been told what I'm going to earn, and there isn't really any flexibility or opportunity, no matter how hard I work, to grow that amount other than maybe like an annual bonus or, or something like that. And as someone who prides himself on, on working hard and having a strong work ethic, I can confidently, confidently say that it has paid off for me. And for anyone else who puts in the work, it will pay off for them too. The second pro, competition. I love competing. I've always loved competing. Growing up, sports and video games were my life. I just ordered a PS5. I'm very excited. One of the best years of my life was in grade 10 when I was playing at least like eight different sports throughout the school year, basketball, volleyball, soccer, cross country, ultimate Frisbee, man, I can't remember the rest right now, but I did a bunch of them. I thrive off of the competition. I loved the energy that competing brought out of me. I always wanted to improve, do better, perform better, and give whatever I, edge I could to my team to win. I would get up and go to the YMCA at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning before school to practice on my own. I enrolled in a week-long, you know, bass, sorry, volleyball camp to try and give my team an edge. I loved competing and even more so, I loved the thrill of winning. Hence why this podcast is called Winning Strikes. I mean, it's it's really the the crux of what this this uh, this podcast is all about. I love the thrill of winning and you know, now I brought that into sales and business. So, if you come from a competitive background, sales is certainly a great place to be. Now, last but certainly not least, the third pro is entrepreneurship. If you're not ready to be an entrepreneur, but you have an entrepreneurial bug, sales is the perfect profession for you. Because one, you know, I genuinely think that sales is the most important skill for any entrepreneur. Sales is the lifeblood of any business, no matter what business you're talking to, unless you're making money, you're not a successful business. And so, you know, I think that's a skill that that everyone should practice if they want to get into business. What being in sales allows me to do is one, own my own book of business, right? I, all of my clients, I am fully accountable for the clients that I have, you know, the clients that I prospect, the customers that I bring into the company. I have full accountability. And that's the great thing about sales is you're, you're very accountable and autonomous usually with what you do. So I can decide my strategy. I can decide how I want to experiment when I reach out to these clients. I can experiment with how I might, you know, choose to close them or so on and so forth. It really feels like I'm learning the ins and outs of, you know, earning money for a business without having all the liability or the risk that might come along with, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. You know, I get to, to learn all this stuff at a company with lots of learning materials, lots of resources, uh, really everything I need to succeed in the role. But at the end of the day, it's up to me. Um, it's in my control to manage my territory manage again, my book of business, manage the clients that I reach out to, so on and so forth. So if you eventually want to take the entrepreneurial leap, but you're not quite there yet, sales is the perfect job for you.
So again, in summary, there's a lot of pros and cons of sales, but if there were three cons that I would highlight, one would be that there's you know constantly pressure uh, and a quota over your head. Number two, it's unpredictable income. Uh, and number three, sales can be a grind. Uh, so if you're not ready for those three things, then you know I would I would suggest you don't take a career in sales. However, if you you know thrive off of working hard and getting money in return for it. Uh, if you love competition and if one day you'd like to be an entrepreneur or you see yourself as an entrepreneur, then sales would be the profession for you. Uh, and again, I can say with confidence that sales has done so much for me in my life. I honestly can't imagine going back to a cubicle job. I used to do internships uh, at different companies and you know, I remember what it's like working at a cubicle and I don't think I could ever do that again after getting a taste of sales. So hopefully this helped you understand, you know, if a career in sales would be good for you, uh, what the reality of a career in sales looks like. And if you want any additional advice or you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me, Tanvir Mustafa on LinkedIn. Thank you so much again for checking out another episode of Winning Streaks. If you enjoyed this one, it would mean a lot to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. And if you think this episode would be helpful to anyone at all, just send this and share it with them so that we can spread the good word of Winning Streaks with the rest of the world. Appreciate you all and uh, hope to see you again on the next episode of Winning Streaks. Bye.